Can you dig it, sucker? Live from Houston, Texas, and around the world. Join the six-time world heavyweight champion, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, and WWE NXT announcer, Booker T. Booker T. Alongside his right-hand man, the boat, Brad Gilmore. It's time to get your champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Welcome inside the Hall of Fame. Now, can you dig that? Welcome inside the Hall of Fame. I'm Booker T, six-time world champ, two-time Hall of Fame. I got my man Brad Gilmore here with me as always. Get ready to do that thing, guys. I want to thank everybody for stepping inside the Hall of Fame. They give you champagne wishes, caviar dreams coming to you live from ESPN 905925. I don't know if you guys notice, I'm I'm, um, I'm rolling up sleeves. I'm rolling up sleeves. <laughs> rolling up sleeves. Get ready to let the guns out because we getting ready to do this. They're coming off a hell of a weekend, man. My weekend started last Thursday, man. Out there in Las Vegas, Nevada, getting ready for that big fight between Jamel Charlo and Canelo Alvarez for you know middleweight fight supremacy. And man, what a fight! What a fight! What a night! What a fight! But Brad, uh, how you doing, man? How you doing? First of all, how you feel? Uh, y'all feeling good, book? You know, piggybacking off what you just said, my weekend as well started on Thursday. Yours was a bit longer though than mine was. However, um, we enjoyed the Vegas atmosphere when we were there. Um, we enjoyed Always. our our uh, <laughs> our people watching, and we enjoyed our uh, our our dinners very much. Yeah, we were. I was actually yeah, very. Definitely. I was very pro dinner on this trip. I'm not gonna lie to you. Booker Booker can attest to this. As soon as Booker said something about food, I was like, hey, let's go, let's do it. You what, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Food, food. We got nothing else to do. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we had Vegas and it's legal. But what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I was thinking for a second. Like, no, we had to lost this. We, yeah. we we were out. We were out uh, doing something. I I don't know if we were. Where were we? But but wherever we were, Booker was like, uh, "You want to go to the spot?" You know, and I said, well, "Might as well." We're out. That's <laughs> what I said. It's just we might as well. We're out. We're out and about. Let's do it. I was so ready, man. Every time. <laughs> Look, man, hold up, no, but uh, big shout out to B one, big B1. shout out to B one. I mean, they take care of us, man. They always take care of us out there in Vegas. I don't, I don't care how crowded it is. When Brad and I walk in the place, boom, they got the spot ready, man. So I pre- we appreciate you guys out there in Las Vegas. Can't wait to get back out there. I should be getting back out there sometime real soon because I know it's got it's got to be another big fight coming up. But before we even get there, man, um, let, let's touch on this fight. Um, Jamel Charlo versus Canelo Alvarez didn't didn't go our way. Didn't go our way. I, I, and the thing is, I, 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 when you told me about the odds, I said, man, I need to put a little bit of money on this fight because I'm always thinking anything can happen in a fight. That's just me. Um, I definitely did not think the fight was going to be as one-sided as it turned out to be um, in this fight because um, I, just, I really thought Jamel Charlo was big enough um, long enough, rangy enough to step up to this challenge with, with Canelo Alvarez, but Canelo Alvarez showed just how good of a pugilist he really is. The guy is really that good of a fighter. Um, 
I know I talk about the fight with Duvall, and, and if anybody heard what I said about the um, Charlo Bivol fight, I said Bivol was just too big of a fighter. He was too big, too strong, too fast, too young. That's the only thing. That's that the only thing. Uh, uh, the advantages of that he had over over <laughs> Canelo, which is a hell of a lot of advantages. Uh, There's a couple there. <laughs> I'm serious when you go back and look at it. But uh, as far as being a guy that's fought in his division and done it uh, very very well, uh, Canelo Alvarez, he's actually gone up to. Uh, the, 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 uh, light heavyweight, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, but but this fight was definitely uh, a one side of the fair, and we got a we got an undisputed champion, and his name is Saul Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, big ups, big ups. Well, yeah, shout out to Canelo Alvarez. Um, you know, and also shout out to our man Jamel Charlo for holding it down for the city on a big, big night. You know, what I mean, obviously. The thing about this, he was going in against somebody who not only were the odds against him, but, you know, Canelo's been doing it at a high level for a long time. And, you know, he's not going to let the, the moment ever get to him. And I'm not saying Jermel did, uh, but he's one of the best in his weight class in the last 25 years or more. So, I mean, if, if you're going to lose, you know, I hate for anyone to lose, especially from the age but it's not like you went out and got beat up by a tomato can or anything like that. Canelo Alvarez is one of the one of the best today. You know, not, not he didn't just have to fight Canelo, man. The contingency. Talk about uh, it. Man. I mean, the 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 it was like Pacquiao. When Pacquiao fought, man, it was like like everybody came from the Philippines to be a part of the night. It's like everybody in the Philippines bought a ticket. It, it came to Vegas. That's the way it was. Uh, and that's the way it is when you know, the Mexican fighters fight, man. They're, when, they, when their heroes fight, they come out and they support like in grand fashion. It's like Cinco de Mayo every time, you know, uh, one of the um, top Mexican fighters go out there and fight, you know, uh, going back to the, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez days for me, um, guy always been able to, you know, draw a crowd, you know, guys like Oscar De La Haya, um, always been able to, you know, draw a crowd. So, you know, even, you know, the, the, the Tito Trinidad, even though he's, he's not Mexican, but those fighters that have that dog, that fight mentality, their people seem to come out and support. And I wonder if, Jamel Charlo felt a little something because his people was definitely was lacking in the building. Well, that's what I, was, I, don't, I, try, I don't. I don't know if they went to buy their tickets late and they're all they were all gone. Oh uh, hell, they just said we'll just watch it at home. <laughs> that's what the what guy. You, what you think? That's what the guy who can't afford the ticket says. You know, well, yeah, I can get a better view at home on the TV. You know, I can I can see the action better. I wanted to say this though. Um, and I hope you, know, I hope, I hope you don't mind me repeating something that you said when we were driving by the uh, the the weigh-ins. I don't know if you remember this. We were driving by the weigh-ins, and there was a long line of people. Long line. Can I repeat what you said? Oh yeah, I remember. Go ahead. <laughs> we're seeing all these people line up. I mean, the line is long, and they're coming from all angles, every side. And they're lining up in this line, and Booker go. <laughs> Booker's looking at everybody, and he goes, "You see that?" I go, what? He, you go, not one brother. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were the Mexican people coming out to support Canelo Alvarez. But that's what you said. Not one I brother. Mean, 
How many brothers did, did you see in that line? Not one. <laughs> exactly. Bro, and that, that right there is definitely, uh, that had to weigh on him a little bit because every time Canelo even came close to landing a shot, the fans would go crazy. When Canelo landed a big shot, they really were crazy. When Charlo went down, um, had to take a knee, they really went crazy. That right there can... I'm sure it can shake you in a, in a lot of different ways. I've never been in that situation before, but being under those bright lights in that situation, um, the, the magnitude of that fight um, weighing down on you, uh, I can only imagine how it felt. But uh, big, but like you say, big ups to Jamel Charlo because he still went out there and represented H-Town. Um, he didn't quit uh, by, by any means. He just was – just uh, Canelo, Canelo Alvarez was just a better man on Saturday night. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and look, sometimes that's going to happen in sports, BT. And, and and you know what? What a weekend of sports it was. I mean, aside from Canelo, we had NXT No Mercy. We had AEW Wrestle Dream. This coming off of a, of a big week for WWE last week, announcing a huge new free agent signing. And this week, AEW has their new huge free agent signing that we're going to have to talk about. I mean, the Super Chats are already flooding in. There's going to be a great show, I know, uh, BT. But, you know, and also, I have to say this, October 14th, Reality Wrestling is going to be back at our brand new arena for another set of television tapings. The first episode from our new building went up on the YouTube channel over the weekend, and it aired on the CW39. If you didn't get a chance to see it, go back and check it out. There was a great triple threat match and, a, and an awesome banger of a main event, just two men going out there fighting one another for the Texas title, two championships on the line. So make sure you go check that out on this YouTube channel. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, definitely proud to be in our new building. And um, like you say, October 14th, it's going to be going down again, reality of wrestling. Um, finest um, out there in the middle of that square circle uh, one more time. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm so looking um, forward to um GG versus Promise. Oh, the rematch. One more time. One more time. You know, because we got to do it again. You know, we got to do it again because I run the show. I run the show. I call the shots. I call the shots. I make the matches. I make the matches. I'm the booker. And my name's Booker. Oh, my God, man. I've been on a roll lately. I've been on a roll lately with my hat lips. I'm serious. Yeah, I want to keep this. Oh yeah, man. We got... <laughs> but no, we got to take a break. Yes, we do. No, we got to take a break. We do. Uh, so, guys, stick around. You are inside the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame, guys. I'm Booker T, six-time world champ. Get ready to do this. You know what? I feel good, man. I feel good because yesterday, all day long, I just laid on the sofa. Just laid on the sofa, watched a little football, you know, when I could, when I could, because one eye was open, one eye was closed pretty much all day long. It was just like that. But them Texans, man. Hey. Them Texans, man. Oh, yeah. We back in the game. We back. We got a quarterback. It is, you know what? And he's a brother. You know what? We got a coach. We got a great coach. And guess what? Yeah. yeah. What's that? He's a brother. What? <laughs> we win it again, man. It's apple juice, y'all. It's apple juice. I was like, that That looks a little brown book for right now, man. Apple, apple juice with a, little, with a little cran grape on top. Oh, man. Hey, look, we got so much 
to talk about. But I know a lot of people are here right now because they want to hear your thoughts yeah. on something that happened last night. We actually have a huge super chat that just came in. So I'm going to start with the super chat from our man, Joe Compton. Uh, this is our first yeah. day. Super chat. Joe Compton said, I'm not going to lie. I had the double take when I heard you think you know me at the end of Wrestle Dream. Even at 42 years old, I marked out a little bit. I'm a wrestling fan for life and have been watching since 1986. What Joe Compton is talking about was at Wrestle Dream from Seattle, Washington, the AEW pay-per-view, honoring the late, great Antonio Inoki. At the end of the show, Christian Cage was in the ring, and a familiar face to a lot of us uh, came out, and it was Adam Copeland, the rated-R superstar, formerly known as Edge made his AEW debut. Booker, this is something that that uh, we talked about on the show for a few weeks. I was skeptical, did not think it was going to happen. You said if there's a big bag over there, if there's some monies that can be had, uh, <laughs> he's going to go over there. And I thought it was negotiations. But guess what? Edge is no longer in WWE. He did wrap his career up, one would imagine, with the company in the Sheamus match. And... Uh, he made his debut on AEW television last night. What did you, what did you think? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yes, Booker's conferring with his invisible audience. But, uh, Book, what did you think of Adam Copeland making his AEW debut? Come, here, come listen to this. <laughs> did, didn't I tell you? Did, did, did I predict this or what? Did I say this? Come on, man. Yes. Did I say it? You said this. I wish we could. I wish we could rewind it. And, and let it, and, and, and we could just let that show run for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> because it'll be like deja vu. It would be like deja vu. That's what it would be like. I mean, it's, it's very, very simple if you're looking at it from my perspective. <clears throat> Not finna come, come on here and talk about anything outside of the parameters of, you know, you know, how, how this came about or anything like that. Um, but my thing is this, my thing is this, I know this business. I know the players in this business. I know the guys, I know all the, you, you know, you got in, in this business, you got to have a program to know all the players, right? I got the program. I got it. I got the program. I, I know all the players, you know what I mean? It's a lot of action out there, man. It's a lot of action. And when, when, when there's some action going on, it, it action means, I'm, I'm not going to even say it. I'm not going to even say it. But action means, in, in a certain sense, you know, hey, I, I might keep this thing rolling a little while longer. And, 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 and make it a lot easier on myself at the same time. I, I, like I said, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds because people always look at me and say, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But I said, I said this was, could easily happen. Yes. Very, very easily. Very, very easily. Because I understand Edge is a Edge got a Edge got a wife. He's got a family. He's got a mortgage. You know, he, he liked living good. Okay. He, he like he, he liked living well. Um this this is it's like icing on the cake. This is just padding his stats. This takes nothing away from his legacy. It's it's money to be made. It's money to be one thing about this this life and business, it, you, you still see Floyd Mayweather going out there fighting. You you think he do it for the money? He do it for the money. 
if you understand what I'm saying. I'm serious. I'm serious. Because it's a it's a it's a high on the action. You get a high on the action. You know? You're all players, baby. You know? <laughs> I've been watching too much by advice lately. But uh <laughs> I was say, where is this coming from? I, you know what? I agree. I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, about- look here, look, Brad, 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 hold on, hold on a second. I know you do. <laughs> I don't think that's apple juice in that cup. Um, <laughs> I will say, I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised when when Edge came out. Was I shocked? No. Was I surprised? Yes, I was. That that he um, was able to do that. You know, we had seen little little things that. Made me think, okay, perhaps this is happening. He's taken off the internal rosters. He's taken out of the open of SmackDown. You keep hearing he's far apart on money. He said, I have a deal in my email. I haven't signed it yet. You know, none of those things are typically like good signs for him sticking around. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's any animus toward WWE. He sees this as the twilight years of his career. Maybe he can help build some young guys at the same time. What I like about this for AEW, I love this signing for them, by the way. Um, you know, does is is Edge's best years perhaps behind him? Just given his age, perhaps, right? Does he still have some bangers of matches that he can throw out there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, can he help make some young guys? Sure. Does this also help kind of wash the taste out of your mouth with the whole CM Punk thing? Uh, it kind of does. Um, so it accomplishes a lot of tasks all at the same time. And um, he also looked like he was having a blast. Now I know it's night one. And, you know, how's he going to look on night 100? Um, there's a few things that, that, that were interesting, though. He has his music. He has the Rated R Superstar moniker. He's got the You Think You Know Me at the beginning of the music. He's uh, And he's going by his real name, Adam Copeland. He's not Edge, which was funny when MJF at the press conference called him Edge. And Tony Khan's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and MJF just rolls his eyes. He goes, Adam um, but he's not Edge anymore. He's Adam Copeland. And this is what he had to say, Book. Can I play this little clip? This is what he said about his feeling after his debut in AEW. This is Adam Copeland, sure. the Rated R Superstar at the Wrestle Dream press conference. Before tonight. After 31 years in the industry, that's never happened. Um, and then I see a guy like Nick Wayne or I see Swerve. There's there's just so many possibilities here. And for me at this stage of my career, that is so enticing. That is so exciting. That is so, uh, you know, I, I said it out there after the fact when I came back out there tonight, I felt free. I, I, that's just the word that that like I, I felt free and it felt fun and I felt almost like the same feeling I would have when I'd, I'd come out for my indie shows thing before tonight. Okay, there you go. And that, that was what Edge said he felt making his debut. You see, you see that he wants to wrestle a lot of the indie talent. I mean, the uh, excuse me, the young talent that, that came up from the indies. He also mentioned stuff like Claudio, uh, John Moxley, Samoa Joe that. Obviously, he's going to have to work Christian at some point. Like it just makes too much sense to not do that match. Um, I, I do think this is a great signing for them. And and really, what more could he have done in WWE? Like, what more could he do? He's been there twenty five years. What else is he going to do, bro? Look here, I'm not saying anything negative. Or I mean, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I agree with you one hundred percent. That's why I say I'm not. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised one bit. Uh, to be able to just take a break and still do it and, and get paid to do it is it, it's, it's kind of cool too because I gotta 
add a little bit of that in in TNA, uh, even though TNA, I mean, wasn't giving out the big checks like Tony Khan's giving out to come hang out and, and party and, you know, have some fun for a little while. But um, no, I know exactly what he's talking about as far as working with the young guys as well. For me, it's the same thing with Samoa Joe, AJ, Rude, um, Creed, you know, certain guys, you know, had a chance to, you know, form with Samoa Joe. You know, so I, I get that too. I, I wanted that. I want when I left WWE, I felt like a, a weight was lifted off my shoulder too because I was you on the road, you know, you grinding, you grinding, you grinding, you grinding all the time. You know, so for me when I was working in TNA, it was like like going like every other Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. I can't remember what it was, and work for a couple of days and come home and I'm off for a couple of weeks and go back, you know. So I was like, man, this is like cakewalk. I I can do this for another five years. That's what I was thinking. So Edge is in that same position where he feels like, man, this is comfortable. I get a chance to work with some young guys. I get a chance to produce some some young talent as well as be very, very instrumental in the next phase of these young guys' careers, hopefully the ones that I can help, the ones that want help. You know, so yeah, I get it. I understand it. So 100%. You know, and I'm surprised and also not surprised the fact that he's going to be on television, they said, weekly. Now, I don't expect him to wrestle every week, but he said he's full-time. He's going to be on AEW every week. And, you know, what What better shot of adrenaline in the arm for that collision show than to have Adam Copeland, a familiar face of somebody's thumbing through channels, that you've never seen on another yeah. wrestling uh, show. You've never seen him anywhere else but you know WWE. Said, you know, you know, remember what I said you know, about CM Punk thing? And I've said it about myself as well. Um, the promoter that told me a long time ago. You, you might remember it very, very, very well. One monkey don't stop no show. And that's what this is all about. You know, out with one, we'll bring another one in. It's not one guy that's ever held this business up from keep on, you know, from the train, you know, still rolling. They take that loose link out. Boom, they get rid of it. They replace it. Let's roll, boys. Uh, uh, let's get to the next station. That's what this business has truly been about since day one. And this thing with Edge, like you say, what a shot in the arm. What a shot in the arm it is. Uh, and, and the fans, they got the best of both worlds now, you know. Got Edge, they got Christian, they got Chris Jericho, you know, they got Kenny Omega. What are those, what are those, those four guys got in common? Uh, they're from Canada. Canadian click, baby. Yeah, we got something here. So you know what I'm saying? Hey, look here, I ain't trying to start nothing. I ain't trying to start nothing. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, look, you're just saying, I got I got a couple more questions, though, for you when we come back. There's more on Adam Copeland. We have more Super Chats about Adam Copeland, more from AEW Wrestle Dream and NXT No Mercy. But I know, I think, we, I think we're I think we coming up on a break. Like that, that was good. That was good. Like that. When you said what like all they had in common, I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I wanted it really to be right. Yeah. I, was, I was like, they're white and blonde? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> they all look alike. Hey, stick around. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame, guys. Um, Talking about Edge, well, Adam Copeland. Uh, hey, man, before we get to Adam, Co back to Adam Copeland, uh, I didn't want to forget about it. Did you see um, um, when they was talking about the the U2 concert in the Sphere in Dallas? I mean, in, in, uh, in Las Vegas. No, I did not hear about this. No, you, didn't, you didn't check it out? You didn't see any of the images? Uh-uh. 
Oh, man. How cool God, is it? Man, we, you know what? We got to get in there, bro. We got to get in there. It's we got to awesome. get in there. Oh, my God. It is so freaking awesome. It's LED screen all on the all on the inside everywhere. As well as the outside, but on the inside as well. And it's like it goes up so high. It's, it's like two blocks, two city blocks. That's how big, you know, it, it actually is. It's, it's a monster. And that concert they, they did in there, which is amazing. Some of the images um, they were showing. We got we got to we got to make sure you know uh, we're in Vegas and they're having a show there. We got to go check it out. I don't care if it's country music. I don't care what it is. We got to check it out. Seriously. Oh, I'm I'm down. I hear no matter where you sit in the venue, you have the same sound experience that somebody in the front row would be feeling. Um, they've really engineered yeah, that yeah. thing. Incredible. Yeah, I can't wait to check it out one day. And I know we're going to be back out there in LV uh, one day. But um, you know, oh, you know, you. You, you got to just go, you got to just go look up on YouTube and check out, check out some of the images oh, uh, from that concert. I mean, it, it was amazing. It was, it was truly amazing. Trust me, I will. It was um, actually, it, it made, at one point there were, of course they're inside, but it looked like they were outside. It felt like you, even watching it, 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 it seemed like they were outside. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. Unreal. Now, we were talking about AEW Wrestle Dream in Seattle. A lot coming out of that show. There was, I think, 14 or 15 matches. Long show, um, which is kind of what AEW does on their big pay-per-views. But Adam Copeland came out at the end, and uh, we've been talking about it here. We do have a couple more Super Chats. But this is what I want to ask you, because wrestling, and it really this is really the bigger topic, I guess, is wrestling fans, since AEW's conception, and sometimes, you know, Everyone, WWE and AEW play into it sometimes. But there's this been, you know, this thing about tribalism, right, between the two fan bases. You know, oh, we got one of yours. Oh, we got one of yours. Oh, AEW's awesome. Oh, WWE's awesome. AEW sucks. WWE sucks. You know, the back and forth. And every time somebody jumps ship, it's almost like, oh, we got one of theirs. And, And there's this celebration and almost like, you know, taking a crap on the other company for losing the star. Most recently, you know, there's Jade and Edge have been the two big free agency signings for either company. What do you think about the tribalism between the fan bases? Because it's not something that I necessarily subscribe to. If you were to ask me, hey, which one do you like more? I've grown up with WWE. It's kind of like, I, 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 that feels good to me. I like that format. I do not dislike AEW at all. Um, I, I think that more than one wrestling company is great out there, and especially uh, for a lot of the young guys, which I'm sure we're going to talk about more in a second. But what do you think about the wrestling tribalism? It's, it's not something that, that I agree with, uh, of course. Uh, but it's something that's been around forever. I mean, it was it was the same way back when WCW was going against WWF back in the day. Uh, it was like that when the WCW wrestlers finally got a chance to go wrestle on WWF t- television, WWE, whatever you want to, however you want to say it. Uh, it was WWF back then when I first got there. Right. And um, those fans were rabid WWF fans. They didn't care anything about WCW, WCW wrestlers. I had to earn my respect, I think, with the WWF fans, WWE fans. I had to earn my respect with those guys. They didn't just accept me when I first came there. They they didn't. I could feel it. I I know they I know they didn't accept me as one of them, as one of the you know WWE 
you guys. So, so uh, it's all, we just didn't have the internet and it just wasn't as, you know, prevalent and people wasn't as, you know, outspoken. We didn't hear the comments as, as much just because, you know, we didn't have social media, but it's always been out there. This is something that's not new to me. Uh, the fans now, it's just gotten to a point to where, you know, they can organize a whole lot better, <laughs> you know, just by the click of a button. You know, it wasn't like that back in the day. Uh, they had to work a little bit harder, so we didn't get it as much, but it's always been this way. Uh, yeah, it has always been this way. I think that the the vitriol comes out a little bit more in the social media age, like you were saying, like people couldn't just organize so quickly and, and effortlessly and attack one side or another. But But this was the one part about the tribalism I did really enjoy on social media because I enjoyed reading through this thread. There was something going around. Like whenever there's a big trade in the NBA, right? Like we just had Dame Lillard uh, get traded to the Bucks to play with Giannis and them. Everyone always evaluates which side came out better, right? Who won the trade is always what people say. And in this past week, as I mentioned, AEW picks up Adam Copeland, WWE picks up Jade Cargill, and there was this kind of NBA-style debate of who won the trade. Now, you can agree with me or disagree with me, Booker, but I actually think this was even. I don't think that either side won more than the other in this, depending on how you look at it. From AEW's perspective, they needed this piece. They needed an Adam Copeland piece. That, that helps that roster. It helps that show. It helps with star power. It helps with training the young guys get better. WWE needs a Jay Cargill more than they need an Edge or Adam Copeland from the simple fact of this can be your next transcendent star. You're getting somebody before their prime with the ability to build them up when they have a great base and already some name value. I think this is an even trade if you want to look at it that way. I, I can agree. I can agree 100%. I see Jay Cargill being something very, very special. She's a generational talent. I, I really feel like she could become that. Um, I feel like, you know, as far as star power goes, she, her star can shine so bright if everything is in, you know, the right order for her to actually, you know, make that happen. She can't do it by herself. Everything, she definitely has to be um, uh, instrumental in making something like that happen. As far as Edge goes, like I say, he's made his career. He's done everything. And to be able to give back a little bit in a from a mentor's perspective, I think he's doing the right thing from a, you know, I can still get paid a whole lot of money to not do a whole lot and, and beat my body up. Um, I think he's doing the right thing. And and at the, at the end of, of the day, I think you got to do what's right for you and what's right for your family. I, I think if you do that, uh, it's not going to matter what anybody else thinks about you. You cannot go through this life wondering what somebody else think about you because of a, of a decision that you made for your family. When you start doing that, you definitely um backing yourself into a corner. So for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm giving Edge, you know, all the props in the world for stepping out and doing what he wants to do. When you get to a certain age, you stop giving a damn about what people think. Facts. I, trust, trust me, I know. I'm at that age where, man, I don't care about what nobody think about me. I really, I'm serious. I know you are. Because I got here, I got here the hard way. I, 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 I struggled, whatnot, whatnot, and, and I made my own breaks. And and I got here, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to weather the storm as long as I can. But all, all the decisions that I make, 
at this stage of my life is going to be for me and what's right for my family. So hell, what else anybody will think? That's just what I hope Edge feels the same way. I'm sure that he does. And I'm sure it was the same with Jade, right? I'm sure Jade had some pressure to stay with AEW. Tony Khan even spoke about it on the press conference saying, you know, she wanted a certain dollar figure and he offered her uh, a, a little bit more than what she wanted. And she still decided to go with WWE because she was doing, again, what felt right in her heart and what she wanted to do. Edge the same way. Um, you know, when, when, when Jade probably looked at the two options, she said, I can probably become a bigger star uh, and really go to the next level with my craft. And as she said, leave a legacy behind in the WWE. And Edge is continuing his legacy by helping the next generation in AEW, Adam Copeland, that is. So, you know, just like, I think it's a win all around. It's a win all around, BT. And I, I like seeing this. You know I, what? I, I was going to say, I will say seeing Edge in the, in the AEW, making his entrance there, it was a little strange. As you know, because we've seen him in one yeah. perspective forever. It, it was it was very much it was ironic that Sting was in the ring at the time because it was kind of akin to when I saw Sting walk out on WWE TV at the Survivor series, just going like, Wow, this just doesn't look right. Like, what is Sting doing here? Not that I'm not excited for it or didn't want it to happen. It was just yeah. a strange sight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey man, uh, I don't look at it like that. I just look at it like, hey, he's moved on. He's got another gig. Going to let this thing ride as long as he can. When, you, when you're at this stage of your career, it's about trying to have some fun, trying to do what you want to do, trying to be creative and try to try to utilize some of your own ideas, especially when you've been working under a system where you've been having to live by their, their ideas only, you know, and then now you get a chance to feel, you know, what you want to do and not, and, and not think about if somebody's, you know, going to object to it or not like it. Or, we can do this. We're in a different system now. Um, we're, we're making the rules. We're trying to create what, we, what we, want, we want people to see wrestling as. And that's what AEW has been about, I think, since it's an inception, as far as trying to let people see what they do. Those young guys, they have their own ideas, the Kenny Omegas, the Young Bucks, and we see it. We see it play out on television on a Darby. weekly basis. Exactly. So for me, um, I think with Edge into the mix, I think Edge have, have have his head on his shoulders. I think he knows exactly what he wants. I think Edge knows exactly why he's there. And 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 if I know Edge, it's not about it's not about him more so than I'm, I'm gonna get mine. But let me try to help everything else out along the way. That's that's the way I see Edge. I agree. And, and like you heard him in that clip we played in the last segment, he's excited to be there and work with this young talent. And, and, and again, when he's done everything that you could possibly and conceivably do on the WWE side of the spectrum, you know, why not say, let me go work a whole roster that I've never wrestled before and try to help them uh, get over. And, and to back to my, my previous point, you remember just about him feeling odd to see him in AEW. You like, you remember when, uh, uh, the Dream went and played for Toronto, and it just, Elijah Wan, and yeah, it just yeah. it just looked yeah, weird yeah. to see him in a Raptor jersey. It just didn't feel right. Right, it just didn't. It just it didn't for feel me. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It was. I don't strange. know. It was, I don't know if it was the same feeling, but for me, that didn't feel right at all. That's what I'm saying, man. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. I was, I was a diehard. I was, you know, that was that was my that was my dog. 
But uh, we got to take a break. We do. Gotta take a break. Quick, uh, quick break. Stick around, guys. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker, sucker? And this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, let's talk about it. Let's talk about sex. Hey, you remember when you was always ready to go? I'm talking about strapping the rocket on it, man. Going straight to the moon. I'm talking about getting it done. If you want that extra confidence, I got something for you. Listen up, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, but in a chewable tablet at the fraction of the cost. But the great thing, Book, is you can take it any time, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, guys, it's all done online on the internet. So there's no doctor's visit, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at a pharmacy or any of that. And the thing is, book Blue Chew's tablets, they're made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package so no one is the wiser. You know, let's just get it out there, guys. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. It's like this. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew absolutely free when you use promo code Booker at your checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping, man. That's BlueChew.com and use promo code and receive your first month absolutely free, man. Visit BlueChew.com. Use promo code Booker to receive your first month absolutely free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information and you know we want to thank blue chew for sponsoring the hall of fame podcast chew it and do it can you dig it dig it sucker sucker all right everyone it's booker t and brad gilmore here and we've got something exciting for all you sports comedy music and theater fans out there we're talking about game time the fastest easiest way to get your hands on tickets to your favorite events that's right book we love all those spontaneous unforgettable moments and game time is here to make them happen whether it's a last minute decision to see a game or a sudden urge to catch a live show game time has got you covered giving fans access to tickets even at the last minute in over 60 cities across the united states and canada and guys this ain't about getting in this is about getting the best seats in the house with game time you can see images of your seat before you buy it so no surprises there guys you can score tickets swiftly skip the line guys just dive straight into the moment absolutely listen to this game time guarantees the best prices find tickets in the same section and row for less elsewhere game time will give you a credit of 110 percent of the difference so there's no reason to wait book. so whether it's the thrill of the game the laughter of the comedy the rhythm of the music or the drama of the theater guys don't let the opportunity skip by choose game time grab your tickets and just enjoy the moment live should be spontaneous book so guys don't miss out check out game time now on their app or at gametime.co that's gametime.co take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time just download the game time app create an account and use the code 
Hooker for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Lowest price. She guaranteed. Oh, yes. Welcome inside the Hall of Fame. I'm Booker T, six-time world champ, two-time Hall of Famer. Got my man Brad Gilmore here with me. As always, we got a very, very, very special guest here today with us, Trish Stratus. She's getting ready to go on the Bad Girls Tour, and it's going to kick off this weekend in San Antonio, Texas at the Big Texas Comic Con going out Saturday and Sunday. I don't see the time here, but we'll make sure Trish lets you know exactly what time she's going to be there. But at 2 o'clock, she's going to be taking questions. Big Q&A. I know you guys got a lot of questions for Trish Stratus. But before we even get there, we got Trish Stratus right here inside the Hall of Fame. Getting out champagne wishes and caviar dreams, man. How you doing, Trish? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you, my fellow, my fellow Hall of Famer? Best class yeah, ever. Man. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Hell of a <laughs> class, man. Hell of a class. But uh, talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, you, you're getting ready to kick off this bad girl too. Talk to me about that. And, and, and what's 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 going to be so bad about this tour? Uh, the bad is here. So. <laughs> I put the bad in, I put the bad in girl uh, after that run I just did. Um, I, I'm just, you know what? Like, I love these autographs, as you know, right? We do these autograph sessions and they're just like, when WWE, when they set them up, you really get maybe five minutes with them, right? And you just, hello, hello, good to see you. And you kind of sign. When I do these autograph tours, like I get, or the signings rather, I get a chance to like get up close in personal. And it's just, it's just amazing, right? It's nice to like, cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's the fans who make us or make us who we are, make the, you know, make us or break us. And so to give back to them, be there. And then like, you know, you have these moments where you could get their personal stories. Like, Oh, last time you were here, I remember seeing you live when I was 10, you hear story, you have moments where you can feel really old, you know, <laughs> but you know, what I started noticing is like, as I went, I had a couple, I had to put everything on hold with Matograph sessions when I was back, you know, doing the regular road for a good chunk of time, six months, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like when I did a couple in between, uh, the cool thing was, is seeing like this new generation that I have appealed to with this latest run. And I've seen like the dads like, oh my God, I grew up watching you. And they're like, and now my son's watching you, which is like so amazing to know you're affecting. I mean, yes, makes you feel old, but also amazing, right? That you're affecting these generations and they're watching together and it's really cool. So yeah, that's, we just set up this tour right off, you know, coming out of uh, the run and just basically hitting everything. And uh, we're number of stops all over the place. And we got people suggesting we added a couple more stops even too. And it's just nice to do that, you know, get back and see the fans. Go get this paper, baby. That's yeah. what it's all about. <laughs> no, I man, I love the uh, autograph signing myself. Uh, uh, every time I do an autograph signing, uh, um, it, it's always a moment. Um, it's always a moment for those fans. And I, I don't, I don't care if the autograph signing is for three hours, five hours. I'll stand up. I'll stand up the whole time. I'll make sure. I'll make sure I give that fan that ultimate experience because. Um, you know, when they leave, um, it's a memory that they're going to have for the rest of their life. And it's I always say it could be a good memory or a bad memory. They always say you never want to meet your heroes. Um, but but I always say when they meet me, I, I want to make sure they have that 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 moment that they're going to, you know, it's going to live forever. So I, I understand totally um, as far as that go. As, as far as um, just coming off, you know, this uh, this six six month run, uh, how's, how's the body holding up? Oh my God. So good. Like I, I still to this day, I'm like, okay, so the cage match was about a month ago. I was like, is it going to kick in? Like, am I going to be like, Whoa, my like it's, it's, it's a miracle actually. Like after that cage match, I literally woke up the next day and totally bruised. Like that's a big, for sure. Bruised. I mean, I don't know if I get my iron check or what it is. Oh, emergency. 
<laughs> get your iron check. Just a reminder for you, Brad. <laughs> um, it's just like bruising for sure. Visually, I was a mess, but um, my back, like I was like back, limbs, bones, like every head, neck, everything felt great. Like I just oh, couldn't leave wow. a 15 foot drop at one point and just like fine, you know, and I'm telling you, like, I don't know if it's yoga, but I always say like, it's like, like, it was like, how are you keeping in shape? And it's like, I've just, I do my yoga, I do my weights, but I mean, keeping your body lubricated and like doing the sort of thing that yoga allows it has been, I think what has allowed me to perform at that level at this age. You know, I'm not a, a you know, big, big into yoga or anything like that, but I tell you what, I start stretching a whole lot um, lately. And, um, I, it's it's a big difference, a huge difference, um, as, as far as just being able to get up and and uh, you know sit down, just little bitty things like that. Uh, you feel a whole lot different. I go, wow, you know. So every morning, um, that's what I've been doing. I've been getting up in the morning, uh, you know, stretching. Uh, of course, Brad and I we drink this stuff called AG One. It's green, uh, which uh, you know, like a vitamin drink um, uh, every morning. And, and for me, uh, staying healthy at this age um, is, is definitely um, important. But but being in the ring, um, I can only imagine <laughs> how my body would feel. You say you feel awesome coming after, uh, you know, that huge game cage match, um, payback 2023 with Becky Lynch. Uh, what a match. Uh, what, a, what, a, you know, what, you know, if this is the swan song, if, 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 if it truly is the swan song, what a, what a hell of a way to go out. Um, uh, how did you feel about getting in the ring and mixing up with Becky Lynch? Well, gosh, I mean, Becky and I, like, it was something we wanted to do for a while. We had talked about it. Like, we interacted, I guess, back in, I would say maybe 2021, where there was a Canadian tour going on, and they were stopping in Toronto, and they asked me to host the events. And so Becky and I knew we'd be getting in the ring together and, you know, doing some interaction. But I didn't, and it's funny, because, you know, there's just people, you're like, oh, dream match, and people's, like, and just by fans, right? They have these fantasy matches. I know, like, Sasha Banks, Trish Stratus is, like, a fantasy match since we had our interaction at the 2018 Royal Rumble, right? It's still on people's minds. And so when people say, who's your dream match? And I would always say like, gosh, I love to wrestle Natty or, you know, I'd throw the, but I honestly never really, I just didn't really throw, I always admired Becky as an athlete and performer, but I just it maybe didn't see the Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch thing. And, or maybe naturally fans didn't. So it wasn't like in the, you know, kind of a uh, top of mind. Um, but then we interacted at these live events and um, it was just so good. And the fans were so into it. And then we just, we started like a little Twitter war to the point where people were like, oh, this is, this Twitter war is better than like the, you know, the current storylines on TV right now. Like it <laughs> grabbed people's attentions. They started talking about fantasy booking and we're like, okay, you know what, maybe this has to happen. And then we, Becky and I talked about possibly working. And the one thing I always said is like, look, I've been back a number of times. I said, I'd really love to explore going back as a bad guy. I want to just like something new. And as you know, it's like, you know, you go back, you get your, your face for your face pop for sure. And that's a natural built in reaction. Yeah. But for me as a performer, it was just a way to challenge myself as a performer, just do something different. And then just as I like callbacks, man, I like going back to like the stuff I did in the, in the past and kind of like, if I could do that again um, and, and just do it, you know, approaching what I did in the past, but with a different mindset, a different skill set, like a different maturity, like a different, you know, maturity as a performer even, you know? So, um, so I kind of said that, but it just wasn't right. Becky was a, was a, was a heel at the time. And anyway, eventually everything kind of fell into place. And then we talked about coming back for WrestleMania and it was just supposed to be like, let's do a WrestleMania match. There's the novelty Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch. Um, then we just, it just got juicier and juicier. You know, they talked about bringing in Amy. So when the turn happened, it was juicier versus it being just like, I didn't have yeah. necessarily a relationship with Becky. You know what I mean? So like it made it, you know, and then it had a little run with us and then just made it bigger, you know? And, and honestly, it was supposed to be like, you know, one match here, one match here. That was fun. Let's go. But it just like kept extending uh, in a good way. Like it was something people were interested in for a long time. Yes, there was that 
phase where people are like, oh, is this thing over? You know how people get at yeah. some point, you know, yeah. they get like enough of this already, you know. But um, I, to me, you know, knowing that like it would finally culminate um, in that cage match, that was almost like the perfect perfect way for it to culminate, you know, and, and I really think what we had done at that point, storyline wise, um, it, it had to be that big and it had to be that sort of vicious and extreme for us to get to each other uh, in that final chapter like that. Very happy with it. I, I tell you, uh, <laughs> we had a cage match at uh, reality wrestling, um, two of my guys and, uh, they went out, they, they totally just crapped the bed. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and oh, no. I, no, no. And I told them, you know, if you guys can't go out and do it like Trish and Becky, I don't want you guys around my company ever again. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. Sorry, I set that bar so high. What can I say? <laughs> You're the blame for that. Sorry, but, sorry, guys. <laughs> but, but what, when, go, go ahead, Brad. Well, I was going to ask about the cage match. When you all found out you were going on, First, were you like, oh, yes, we're going to be the first thing of the night? Or were you like, oh, I wish we had that main event spot because we know we're going to go out there and kill it? Honestly, first, like, it's like something different. Like, there's a different energy. People wanted it. You know that book, right? When you go out, it's like they're so excited. They're so hyped. And they were just ready for this match, right? So to give that, I didn't want, I don't want them to sit through three or two hours of other stuff and then get to us. Like I wanted it to be like, let's set the bar. Let's go out them. And, and it just, it just felt right. Like it felt like, and it felt like that was the main event could have been in the beginning. The, what's who's to say the main event's not the, you know, the first match. Right. So um, I just think it, yeah, it was, it was perfect placement. I think at that point in our storyline and just where we're at with everything, it was great to set the tone for the rest of the show, prove what we had to do. And then like, I didn't have to worry about time restraints and things like that. I just wanted to go out. We had our full on match. I mean, there's moments right where you're like, I'm going to be like leaving the cage at some point. I'm not going to be doing the, you know, the slow, the slow crawl. Like we are going to go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we were just going to go full on all out. And uh, that's what we did. And then I think first match allowed us to do that. Uh, man, Becky is, uh, man, she's been doing, she's been doing some hell of a work um, over these last few months. I mean, and um, she's so good. Um, I got a chance to watch her up close and personal um, down in NXT working with Tiffany Stratton and, and, and to, to watch her, she's like, she's, she, I mean, she's a real general. She's, she's yeah. a real, she's a real worker. Um, as far as, you know, you being in the ring with her, how, how good, um, would you, uh, rank her, um, as far as, uh, you know, being one of the, one of the best. I mean, she's not better than me. Cause I'm obviously the flies <laughs> in there sometimes. No, honestly, why I wanted to go back and with her. Look, I wouldn't, I want to go back with someone that like, like it's a challenge for me to go back with like, can I perform at her level? It makes me better. It makes me have to go in there and not shit the bed as we say, right? Like I had to go in. I know Becky Lynch is the top in the industry. I've watched her. And especially once we started that, like when we did that Twitter war and people were like, oh, I want to see this match. I watched her closer. I got to watch the way she worked. I like, you know, and, and I, and I was like, this is going to work. Like I knew her and I in there would have that energy and that chemistry. Um, and then working with her up close and personal, like we connected long ago. And funny enough, we actually didn't speak. I, I mean, I barely spoke to her at the, when I came back in 2018, 20, these girls were all new for me. Right. I just had yeah. heard of them and just meeting them for the first time. A lot of them, uh, 2018, 2019, when we came back for evolution and, and the, and the Royal rumble. Um, and so we actually connected once she got pregnant, I just sent her like a, Hey mama, good luck. And whatever, let me know if you have any questions, you know? And we just like, wow. that's when our relationship started. And we, it was, we, we didn't, it was like, someone even said, ironically, you, you know, did not connect in wrestling as like the top of this agenda, top of that gen, but yet we connected on the mama level, personal level. So we were friends on that level for so long. 
Um, and then it was neat to then come in, you know, and have that trust between us and like knowing that we both strive for excellence. Like we don't settle for mediocrity. We go out, we want to be the best. We, we will do everything we can to make sure it's the best um, and do um, and together, like we were real collaborative on everything we did, you know, storylines and discussing and, 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 you know, our promos and making sure that they were tight. Um, and it just was great. Like we worked so nicely together and, you know, I, I started, uh, I think it was the last, whatever, just towards the end, I ended up doing like some live events. It was Canadian events. They're always like, let's get the Trish on there. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I got, I did the live events and we were like, damn, this was so fun. Like if we had done more of that, like we would, we thought in retrospect, we should have been doing the live events just cause it's fun. Right. Like it's fun yeah. to get in there and like, just find that chemistry and find that little, like, you know, just, just, Cause I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a trek, right? It's, it's, you're on the road and, and it's a lot and in the weekly thing is a lot, but to get and have that little elements of fun, as you know, the live events are just a little extra something where you can just have fun experiment, just let loose a little bit um, and not take things as serious or be like strict on timelines and things or um, time restrictions and stuff like that. So we connected really well. And then just getting in there, like I, as you said, you know, watching her, she's a real ring general. Um, we both just had like the same goal. Every time we went out, we just wanted it to be like, most memorable, most talked about, deliver our best. Um, and it worked, you know, we just, uh, and we meshed really well out there. And yeah, loved every minute working with her, love her, admire everything about her and what she's done for the industry. How did, um, during during the run, it, and it, it was just a fun run to watch the ebbs and flows of where y'all were going with your characters. Where did it come into play to bring in Zoe Stark? How did that idea come about? Was that something that you and Becky thought about? Was that something the company came to and said, hey, you know, we'd love to have her along for this story? Um, Hunter and I talked about it at one point, um, and just like, not necessarily Zoe, but it was like, uh, I don't know, do we need a little, like something to maybe get you some muscle? Like maybe one of those, like we were talking about being a bit of a chicken shit heel and like, what can I do? So, I mean, back in the day I had Tyson Tomko, um, and I hid behind him and, you know, back in the day, it was funny because we think about it, like in 2000, the two thousands, right. There wasn't any females getting a guy as their, you know, their, their, their heater, so to speak. Right. So, um, I was lucky to have him back in the day and I thought, yeah, that worked, you know, for me to have that and sort of like chicken shit behind her or, or whoever we chose, it could be guy, girl, whatever it was. And then they brought up Zoe and I think she was just ready, you know, from what they were, you know, and, and Booker, you, you would know, but she was ready in NXT to like yeah. go to the next level. Right. She had proven herself over there and, um, they brought her in, loved the idea. We were super excited about, you know, the surprise element. Cause it was kind of like just another part of the story to be like, surprise, another kind of turn that you didn't expect. Um, and I, and for me, like, you know, going back, it's, it's, it's a little selfish. Like I do it for myself. I want to see it challenge myself, et cetera, but I want to make sure I'm also giving back to the business. Like, what am I here for? It's not just for me to like, you know, make sure I leave my legacy more than I already have, you know, it's, it's really about, and so when I started to, and so working with Becky is one thing, but it's not like I'm, I'm not giving her the rub, you know what I mean? Like she's Becky Lynch, right? We're definitely complimenting each other. But um, when I got to work with Zoe and then having that ability to like do the stuff booker that we did on, on, on uh, yeah, tough enough, right. Yeah, Where yeah. You know, how do I do this? Even when I left, I still, I'm still, well, we don't like each other right now, but we're still in touch, you know, and there's a, <laughs> you know, um, I want to help her. I want to help her. Like, is this t-shirt okay? Now let's go with this or this. No, don't put the jacket. When you put the, come out, took the jacket off here. These little tiny details, yeah. which I feel like, you know, that's one thing about my career, but always like, it's for me, it's always the details, right? Like you're not quite sure what stands out about that segment. It's always those little details that you don't think about, but they're in there and that's why it stands out. Um, and so I, I like to be able to parlay that to, to Zoe. And to, so for me, that was like really good, a real, like not passing the torch, but it was a, a, you know, coming around moment where I could actually give back to the business and like, you know, see this amazing star and, and help mold her and help get her ready for the big time. Um, and I think, you know, we had a great relationship and it was great for the storyline as well. It's called it's called a rub. That's what it's called. It's called a rub. 
Hey, you know, let me get this plug here real quick. Uh, um, Trish Stratus is going to be um, in San Antonio, Texas at the big Texas Comic-Con this weekend, guys. Saturday and Sunday, um, as well as going to be doing a big Q&A at 2 p.m. It's going to be going down at the, uh, where, where is it going down at? At the Henry B. Gonzalez. There it is, Henry B. Gonzalez uh, Convention Center. Yeah, you guys, make sure you got to go out there and check it out. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, you know, you you work, you know, your generation, of course, and and now you working with Becky Lynch, and that's totally a, another generation, ten years prior. Um, you know, um, from that, um, you know, we're looking at the um, Trish Stratus era. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Tiffany Stratus era. Um, what do you think about? I, I'm so I, when I see you guys, I, I I see like almost like a mirror image in, in in a certain way because you was that when I when I watch you um, coming up, um, Trish, you was always the girl next door, but you was the supermodel and you was the girl that could beat all the other girls up <laughs> at the same time. And when I see when I see Tiffany. I see a lot of those same qualities, and I was wondering what you thought about Tiffany Stratton. Well, I see the same sort of things that you're talking about. I mean, it's definitely like, and she said this, right? Like, I know I, I had to prove myself because people expect a certain something out of someone who yeah. looks that way, yeah. and that's just what it is, you know. You, you know, um, uh, and I wouldn't really say Tiffany and I are really the girl next door type, more like a little bombshelly, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but you could be the girl next door. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you know, we have this like, you know, and, and so there's a lot of prejudgment and there's a lot of preconceived notions about what that person or personality can deliver. And so for me, I thrived on knocking down those preconceived notions. That was what I was. Well, that's what drove me was be like, you think I can do this, but I'm going to do this. And I'm going to prove myself. But I knew I had to prove myself even to the boys. When I first came in, I had to prove myself to the boys. And I know that Tiffany's had that similar journey um, just because of the way she looks, you know what I mean? Or, and so, you know, um, and because of her lack of background, just like I had, I didn't come from a traditional background. I didn't have the traditional upbringing, um, you know, so we, we were both sort of in that same predicament. Um, and, but yet having those chances and taking those ends like she did with her extreme rules match, you know, taking those opportunities and seizing them and knowing like this will then solidify, you know, shut those people up and solidify your, you know, each step along the way and building your legacy. So I uh, love what she's doing. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've tackled the 10 year generational gap. So maybe I'll, <laughs> how old is she? Yeah. 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 Any thoughts, any thoughts on a match um, like that ever coming to fruition? Oh man, I don't, I don't know. Um, hmm, let me check my schedule. I have this bad girls tour happening. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm available at certain times. This is my thing. I was always going back. Like it's always about, and every time I've been back, right. It's about, uh, will I have fun? Will it be entertaining for the fans? Is it different for the fans? Will I do something that will help the business? You know, those are like the sort of the, the boxes I need to check. Um, so, you know, who knows? I mean, I always, exp I always leave everything open. I, and, and of course the last box is, will I be able to perform at my optimal level? Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm shittier than I was before, I'm not coming. You How, do know? You know How do you know that? How, I oh, mean you, don't, you, don't. you don't, you actually don't, you, you, you hope, you know, so when I accepted the WrestleMania, yeah. that box yeah. is, there, but I haven't checked it yet. I'm like, let's just when I let's go, let's do WrestleMania, and then we'll see. And by the way, you know, seeing like Shane McMahon tear his quads, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, these are things you think of. You're like, oh my god, I'm going back when like and like even the Rocky, what it was the bicep when Ella, uh, I think, edge towards elbow or something, whatever it was. You know, and I'm like, oh, these are all elder, elderly. Look, look here, I tore my tricep. I tore my tricep just pointing. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's the thing, right? So it was like, okay, uh, let's not get hurt. But it was a true concern that you had to have. Like I could do, cause you know, I have a, tr look, book, I have a trademark point. That could be detrimental. The point. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I run and I'd be like, oh, okay, oh, she's too bad. I came up with such a gust and I'm like, oh, you know, shoulder. <laughs> but um, that was a box that I had to only check afterwards. And by the way, I went into WrestleMania that year, like, you know. Uh, oh, my God years ago it was only in may or March, what is it april right april so going into wrestlemania i didn't know i will have to because i hadn't i didn't have a match yet at that point you know we had just a little bit of interaction some run-ins and you do your best of spots and it's it's fine but um until i went out there and by the way i had a partially torn hamstring just oh, before during my training i had got so i was like ooh, which is like i was just like i remember just going out there going so let's just go and hopefully this doesn't tear uh, <laughs> off the bone and let's just go for it. And everything fell into place and worked out. And I was like, okay, I can go. Oh, like I used to go, you know, and I just wanted to make sure I was always delivering. I don't want to deliver 60. I don't want to go out there. I'm not going to bring you 60% of Trish. If I can be a hundred percent, let's go, you know? Oh, and, you know, and people can see obviously Trish Stratus at the uh, bad girl tour, tristratus.com slash bad girl tour. But you know, you're talking about uh, staying in shape. And uh, Booker and I were saying we're, we're taking some supplements, but you just signed the new deal with Stacker too. Um, yeah. You're going to be representing their their chew gummies. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about? Oh, it's it's so cool because like I, I, as people remember. So what I love doing when I came back, I was like, and for the it was like if you know you know kind of a thing where I would do these callbacks, like everything from the mask to like a certain move to like a motion to like a, a phrase, like a callback to one of my you know uh, catchphrases. People were like the, the people they're into it, right? They were like, oh, I love when she did that. So it's kind of funny how the the stacker two is a bit of that again. It's sort of like uh, a callback to like I was in their ads with the the soprano guy, you know, Polly Walnut. Is that his name? Polly Walnut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unless with an S, I don't know. Anyway, um, and and that was like two thousand, I don't know, two thousand three. It's what literally twenty years ago, right? So to go to go back to that relationship was really cool. And knowing that, like you know, my my roots is fitness, right? I started as a fitness model, and it's obviously been the continuous theme throughout my life and my career. Um, so to go back to that and just dabble back in that space in the supplement space is really great because I talk about stuff that I do, right? Like the little extra things I do, like it's 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 a energy uh, gummy, and it's like got the B twelve vitamins to help you, you know, to make you at your optimal um, immunity. And I, 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 you know, that's the kind of thing I need. Right. So I talk about like people, how do you do it? I mean, I wear many hats, right. I do my momming. I do, I do the Trish Stratus of the, of it all, you know, whether it's my business side of things or the WWE side of things. Um, and yeah, I need a little something you need, but it's an or you have to fuel, be fueled properly in order to do these things and to, you know, to achieve all the greatness that you want to achieve, you need to be fueled properly or else you just can't do it. Don't got enough the tank, you know? So, yeah. So it was a really, it was nice to hear from them. They told me like when we knew we wanted to relaunch this, we just went back to like, a great relationship we had in the past. That was what they said to me. And I was like, Oh, I love that. You know? So it's like with a trusted partner, they've been a trusted uh, leader in the supplement field as well. So, and, uh, and yeah, it's a little chew gummy that's easy to take. It's just convenient and on the go. And um, I highly recommend it. I'll send some over for you guys. Oh yeah. We love, you know, we all about too, the, man. we're all about the chewables. Yeah. Yeah. Well, inside the hall of <laughs> I mean, I, I like that chewable. I have one other thing I'd love to run by Trish real, real yeah, quick though, yeah. you know, cause, cause again, in this run, people were calling you the goat. You were calling yourself no, no, the goat. No, no, the, the, the quote, the quote. The, well, no, but that's what I wanted to bring up though. You know, I, and I think that you solidified in my mind, 
as the greatest you know female athlete to ever do it in, in professional wrestling in its entirety. But I also think that you, along with a few other uh, women who have reached kind of that level, should be talked about more in just the greatest of all time conversation, men and women. Do you feel that same way? And do you feel that perhaps Trish Stratus, when you look at it, is in that greatest of all time conversation, men or women? I mean, I'm not going to say I am, but I mean, there has been conversations. When I heard the cage match, like people were talking about the cage match after, I really loved seeing not just this one, this is a good girl's cage match like I liked I didn't see that it was like this could be the contender for one of the best cage matches I've seen or one of the better storytelling uh, I've seen in a cage and things like that so I've always sort of strive for that to not be separated by a woman or by our gender you know and even back in the day like I was just a big advocate for like you know when when they were giving us the divas moniker and I was like I just a it didn't match us we are that diva had a different connotation I think but um I just made a point of like nope we are WWE super if they're WWE superstars we are all we're all doing the same job we're all delivering the same thing we're on the same schedule and that's what we're doing so I didn't like that they were separating us back then and then everything I do now is like and I don't want to be like the woman's segment on the show or the woman's match on the show I want to be like that match on the show period so I mean if you want you know if you want to put me in the in the in the, the non-gender specific goat category cool <laughs> uh, now see that 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 was a great answer that was a great answer i mean for all you young um aspiring superstars out there know know exactly how to answer the question because when you when you great you you don't have to tell anybody you, you don't have to say it they they know it <laughs> they, they, they they it just it just comes along with the territory it's like chicks in championships they, they go together uh <laughs> Trista, she, she knows all about that i didn't write my name as goat when i on the studio like when you write i didn't i didn't write it as goat. <laughs> yes i did <laughs> Hey, man, I was going down uh, this weekend in San Antonio, Texas. Big I know, Texas, right? <laughs> big Texas Comic Con at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center. Uh, hey, what time are you going to be out there? What time you start? So usually um, the convention opens at 10. So everyone should understand you have to, and you can go to my website, you can get your tickets there. You get the information about my schedule and everything. Um, and I'll be posting on social as well. But 10 o'clock, the show starts. It's There's always massive lineup. So get in the show. The celebrities are kind of there throughout the day, right? So I'll go there. I might pop off and do some press, but I'm pretty much there throughout the day. And there's things you go for photo ops at a certain time, but that schedule is all on my website. So I will be there for the whole day, Saturday, as well as Sunday. And you mentioned the panel, which is on the Sunday. Sunday at 2 p.m. is the panel. Yes. So you sign your day accordingly. If you want some burning questions, I only take good questions, of course. And uh, yeah, that'll be on Sunday. So I'm excited. And it's great. And it was like, we've been talking about doing uh, coming on your show again. And it just worked out with like me being in Texas and, you know, kind of all working out, you know, I'm glad we got to do this. We always appreciate you. It's going down big Texas comic Con. Don't miss out. Don't get shut out. Trish Stratus is going to be that. And guess what? Everybody is going to be stratified at the end of the day. Now, can you Dig that. Hey, Trish, appreciate you for stepping inside the Hall of Fame, girl. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, too. We love you. We out. Hey, guys, stick around. We'll be back in a minute. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? Sucker. Hey, book, our next sponsor of the Hall of Fame podcast is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day, and I know you're drinking it too. Yeah, man, um, I received a box in the mail, and, and I said, what is this? And it said AG1. And let me give you a little testimony. I'm a coffee drinker. I've been a coffee drinker every morning for about 25 years. And I drink a big cup of coffee on the way to the airport, and I get on my flight and I still go to sleep. So I, I realized coffee is not helping me at all. So I say, let me 
tried the AG1. I stopped drinking coffee literally two weeks ago. And I drink the AG1 in the morning, first thing. And the first thing I want to do is get in the gym and train. Um, the body transformation has been unbelievable. The energy uh, I have um, I'm going into my day, daily routine has been off the chain. So I'm a believer. I'm a believer in AG1. And you know, Book, for me, I was sick of taking multivitamins every day. And I wanted something that was an all-in-one. And with AG1, it's just a scoop in my water every morning. I mix it up, and it's a foundational nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to the whole body. And for me, the benefits of AG1, I can tell you I have more energy. I have better digestion, better gut health. I have more support for mental clarity and focus. I'm locked in for the whole day since I've been drinking AG1. And they say LeBron James spent $1.5 million a year on his body. You don't have to do that, guys. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Guys, go to drinkag1.com slash booker. That's drinkag1.com slash booker. Check it out. Well, BT, football season is back, and you know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy showdown. But fellas, let's not forget the real MVP of the season. Introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. So guys, don't fumble this opportunity. Head to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You heard it right, 9 million men, over 109 MetLife stadiums full. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOOKERT. Hey, Book, the thing about the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, it's a grooming powerhouse built for precision and for style, just like your favorite quarterback. The kit tackles beard touch-ups effortlessly, ensuring you're always prepped for the next play. Plus, it has a compact design for easy portability. Look, here's the thing, Book. You've been taking care of your beard for a while. I've been trying to grow in what I can here for a little while, and I wouldn't use any other kit than what Manscaped is offering right now. And, you know, after grooming my facial turf, I want to show it some love with Manscaped's liquid formulations. The beard shampoo, the beard conditioner, the beard oil, and the beard balm. They're key for feeling victorious and taking your beard game to the next level. So, Book, tell them how they can save some money. Get 20% off and free shipping with code BOOKERT at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah! It's time for the five minutes of fame. Welcome inside the Hall of Fame. I'm Booker T, six-time world champ, two-time Hall of Famer. Got my man Brad Gilmore here, as always. And we told you guys, this week's five minutes of fame was going to be, oh, yes, off the chains because we got the one and only former NXT woman champion, Roxanne Perez. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> you know, you're starting there. I got to give you a big, big <laughs> It ain't like it was when you was at Reality of Wrestling where, you know, you just, you know, get 
you know, scolded for not being on time for your matches. You calling the shots now, you know, so I, <laughs> but, uh, I want to thank you for stepping aside the five minutes of fame, giving, giving us a little bit of time because you have had a meteoric rise in the WWE NXT program. Um, so let's just get right into it. What's been the biggest um, adjustment? from coming from, you know, the independent scene, working at Reality of Wrestling, being the first ROH Women's Champion. What's been the biggest adjustment? Uh, probably the schedule for sure. Because uh, obviously, like, when I was coming to train at, at your place, I was still in school. So um, I was kind of doing school. And then on the weekends or whenever I had a break, I would get on the Greyhound, travel to your place to train. But now it's like every single day, it's nonstop, 24-7. Uh, when they said 365, like, it's for real. Like, you're always on the go, training, gym. Um, Tuesdays we have the show. So it's just like a never-ending cycle, but I love it. And I'm having a lot of fun. You know, coming from reality wrestling, um, going into NXT, I guess my question for you and all of us were privileged to see your, your early career, and it was just cool to see you now on TV. Every time I turn on the TV, I got Book and Roxanne. It's like a royal reunion. But but for you, going into that stage, being where you came from a reality wrestling, the way that we have things set up, did it feel like you had been there before? Like you had like a really great training ground to then step into that stage? Honestly, yes. And I've told people this before. Like coming from reality of wrestling, like – you know, it's not just another indie show. It's like you have like the cameras and the big setup and like uh, you got to hit your times and all of that. So uh, definitely coming into NXT, I feel like if I didn't have that experience before, I would have just freaked out because I was like thrown into the deep end. Like I remember Sean telling me like, we're going to throw you into the deep end. Let's see if you sink or swim. And like the I think within a couple weeks that I was there, I had to do like a live promo I had a match I had a backstage and like it was just like go 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 that whole day and honestly like I said like I feel like if I if I hadn't done reality of wrestling um ring of honor like I I would not have been so ready as I was yeah I had the um the global wrestling federation to get me ready for that next step in, in my career and, and I remember and that's my next question as far as you know when did you uh, finally realize you know, you was there because I remember when I was in global, you know, I felt like I was a, just a wrestler that was on television. I was doing my thing, but then I got a chance to go to Japan and I was in the middle of the ring and these, these ladies came and they gave me a presento in, in the middle of the ring. And that means, you know, they was giving me a gift and I was like, well, they, they know who I am. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be, oh, I'll, I'm that, I'm that guy. You know what I mean? So when, when did you have that aha moment where you was like, man, this is happening. This is really happening. Oh, I feel like I've had so many. Like, I, I had a couple of those moments. Uh, I, I remember being at my tryout um, and, like, a lot of people there. Like, I remember Samoa Joe was there, uh, William Regal, and uh, I remember Steve Carino. All of them were like, oh, yeah, we know who you are, like, Roxy. And I was like... <laughs> what like you guys you guys know who I am like so many people there already knew of me and it was like wow like that that was like so crazy to me because obviously since I was 10 years old my dream was 
to one day make it to the WWE. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew there were steps I had to take. Um, and then to finally get there and for them, like for my work to show so much that they already know who I am. And that was really, really crazy for me. Um, I, I think the other moment was when I won the championship, the NXT Women's Championship, and you were there, Booker. Um, and that was like a surreal moment because it was like, wow, like, also, I never thought that I would be winning the NXT Women's Championship and Booker T is commentating like my trainer. So, um, yeah, that was just crazy full circle moment. But I feel like I'm honestly I'm still having those moments. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's funny that you actually say that because I, I am curious. Cause, okay, so you leave reality wrestling. It's like graduating from high school, right? You, you leave high school, you're going to college or you're going to the pros, what have you. And you think you're not going to see your your high school math teacher ever again. But then here you are in NXT and Booker gets the call that he's the new commentator. When you found that out, just from a just from a personal curiosity, were you like, oh, crap, I got to deal with this guy again? Or was it like, hell yeah, Book's here. And like, man, he's really going to be a great resource for me. Yeah, honestly, I think it was the second one. I was like, I remember uh, being in, I think we were in film study and like uh, the notification popped up on Twitter and I was like, this is fake. Like, this is probably an edit. And then Kevin messaged me and was like, guess what? And I was like, oh, no way. Like, Booker's going to be commentating there. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I don't know what happened there. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was going to be super cool because I remember, uh, what am I, I can't remember exactly what match it was, but um I remember I would always say like, oh, like one of my like dream kind of things is for Booker to commentate one of my matches one day. And then he did at Reality Wrestling. And then now you're the commentator at NXT. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, you just speak yeah. things into existence. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I, I never thought I'd be sitting at that desk. But I tell you, I'm having a good time. I, I really, <laughs> um, you know, to get before I get you out of here, one more question. Um, a question I pretty much ask everybody that step inside the five minutes of fame. Um, you know, what's, what's going to be that ultimate, you know, dream match, that ultimate WrestleMania dream match moment for you? Oh, that's hard. Um, who is it going to be with? WrestleMania dream match? Probably. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Probably either Bailey or Becky. Um, they're my two favorite four horsewomen growing up. So I think that that would be super full circle. Um, I met them both as a kid, like as a wrestling fan, and to work with them now is really, really crazy. But like I said, it just goes to show, like you just put in the work and keep grinding and keep putting things into existence and it's all possible. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, um, you would definitely be sitting under the learning tree working with either of those two because Bailey has always been one of my in my fave five. She's always been there. And Becky has definitely uh, proven over this last year to me how good she really is. She's she stepped up and I call her she's not just a man. She's she's the general. She's the general in that in the middle of that square circle as far as I'm concerned. She's she's just that good. So you would definitely learn uh, uh have get a wealth of knowledge you know, from either of those two ladies, but I just want to thank you for any, any part, any part. BT, oh, real quick. I do have one more for, for go Roxanne. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, it's a simple question. Simple question. Uh, Roxanne, are you ready for Oscar? Oh, I am so ready. You know, I, I was thinking about this and like, 
you know, Keanu James gave me a big task. I have a big task ahead of me. Asuka, you know, Grand Slam champion, longest reigning NXT Women's champion, undefeated in NXT. But I think people tend to forget that I'm a prodigy. I'm the prodigy. And I've been grinding since I was 13 years old. I've been perfecting my craft so that one day when I made it to the WWE, I was performing at a mastery level to the likes of Asuka. So I think I'm ready. I think I'm so ready. All my life. Grinding all my life. Also <laughs> pay the price. Warm and slice. Got to roll the dice. That's why I, all my life I've been grinding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to get you up out of here. But we want to thank you for stepping inside the Hall of Fame, giving us a little bit of five minutes of fame. Uh, Roxanne Perez, y'all. God, hey, thank you for stepping inside. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Stick around, guys. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for stepping inside the Hall of Fame, getting your champagne wishes and caviar dreams right here on Podcast Eating. Guys, Sick. make sure you support all of our sponsors. When I say all of our sponsors, I mean all of our sponsors right here on Podcast Eat. Hall of Fame, now can you dig it? Next time, guys, we out. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.